boldly, I will rather be flat as broke than work for someone. And I will find another way. That's how hard I was on not working a eight to five or nine to five. Not a chance. And I haven't done it um, uh, since I turned 20. Werner Kruger, or Vern, from South Africa is a man with many interests. I call him one of my mentors, but also a very good friend. To name a few of his projects, he's into Forex and crypto trading, an investor into NFTs, the metaverse, and many, many other industries. Back home, he started hustling very early from the age of 13, trading things such as collectibles, and he even also broke a few world records in the drag racing industry. What I admire a lot in him is his self-awareness of his physical and mental status. He's always in search of optimizing his routines and systems to get the most work done to reach his goals. All right. Thank you, Werner, for coming on the fourth episode of In Full Effect. It's been a while in the making with you as well. It's not easy to lock you in as you're a very busy man with a vision. I don't want to get in between all your hustle, so I appreciate your time. And yeah, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about and a good catch up probably this call. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad I can be here. Yeah, indeed. I'm actually super excited for this episode. There's always so many things I want to ask you. And I, as I mentioned before, you're one of my mentors, especially in trading, but also in life, basically, because it's your mental, like how you position yourself mentally and, and how you approach things is very inspirational inspirational for me so it's always fun and good to follow you and and whenever we have a talk i remember when we first met over two years ago back in saigon we we just started talking and then we were like damn we we, we have to record these conversations mm-hmm. because we i remember like, that yeah we were vibing on on a, on a good level and we had a mm-hmm. lot of similarities in, in back in the day as well of our history so yeah Cool. Let's get it's into quite, it. Or, yeah. It's quite cool how how we uh, how we connected just on Facebook. Like, hey man, where you from? It's like a Bolivia, and that's yeah. it. You know, we just like clicked from the get go. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we lived not far from each other, and then yeah, we just met for coffee, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I know you're you have a, a very extensive history with a lot of experiences, but tell us a little bit who you are, what you do, what are your focuses right now? All right. So I think firstly, just call me Vern. You know, that's um, sort of um, when I started traveling, I just figured that it's it's easier. You know, my close friends call me Vern. My friends used to call me Vern. So yeah, I turned um, 33 this year. Yeah, and it's actually been a, a interesting observation. You know, like I never thought the not that it's an age thing, but there's some there's something that's uh, come along with that. You know, um, and that's that's sort of caused me to really relook at a lot of things. You know, so I've I've um, sort of toned down a little bit, uh, taken a bit of a, a back step uh, from a public point of view. You know, I've just been been working in uh, in the background for the past two or three months, give or take. I've been in many, many different industries. Started when I was 13, 13 years old, started hustling. I didn't really have much of a choice. And the interesting thing is my, my parents were never like that. I don't know where I learned it from, where it came from. 
when I turned 16, I discovered that I've got two sisters. The two of them also don't really have the entrepreneurial drive or spirit or anything. So it's still, it's just, it's one of those things, I guess, you know. But uh, my 20s have been interesting. My 20s, I, I did so many different things. You know, I was a loose cannon, made a lot of mistakes. I think we always make mistakes anyway, you know. I went from motorsport uh, to electronics. I did a bit of uh, gemstones as well. And as you had mentioned, uh, some collectibles. I got into uh, coins, red coins. My surname is Kruger. So I got into the Kruger Rands. I don't know if you if you know what, what those are. No. If you don't, go, go and check them out. Just type in Kruger Rand on, on uh, DuckDuckGo. Don't, don't, use, don't use Google. Move away from Google. <laughs> Sorry, Google, but um, you guys are dead <laughs> in my eyes. So yeah, that's a bit about me. I enjoy exercising, uh, not all the time, but I push myself to to do it. Enjoy reading, so not not novels and things like that, but for the most part, books that can help me to to develop and to become a better human. Because if I become a better person, then that will automatically affect people around me. So. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on that. I spend quite a bit of time uh, trading, trading currencies, cryptocurrencies, as you mentioned as well. And obviously things are going crazy right now with NFTs, the metaverse, and all of that. Uh, so I'm on the bandwagon, if you wish. I think there's a lot of uh, opinions out there. For me, the way that I simplify the, the trend right now with NFTs and the metaverse I'm going to say this now because we probably would have ended up there on this call anyway at some point in time. But for me, the way that I look at it is if you've got massive corporations and massive companies investing millions of dollars, billions of dollars, right? Why should we not go there? You know? Uh, And the reason I'm bringing this up is because people are very skeptical. So they don't want to do things and they find all these justifications as to why things won't work, right? But the way that I looked at it, and it's very straightforward. It's like, okay, let's say Microsoft, as an example, gets into the metaverse. Why should I care what my uncle has to comment about the metaverse, (laughs) if you know what I'm saying? Why should I worry about what, what anyone else says? Because they on that person has absolutely nothing to do with it. So who are you listening to? You know, and who you listen to is so important. And with an overload of information, I don't blame people for being confused. So the best way to fall to the noise from all of the crap out there is to just look what are the big players doing. Either you got in before the big players, but at that point you have probably already been in. They just haven't made it uh, public just yet. So. Very interesting. Very, very interesting space. Yeah, definitely. I have yet to dabble into it as I've been focusing on other things, but definitely have my ears open for it. So right now you're in Vietnam, right? You're not in Saigon with me, but you're up in the the central in Da Nang with your new wife. Congratulations. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you very much. It's been just over a month. (laughs) Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you. you. You guys actually got engaged the day before we did. We did, yeah, Christmas Eve. Because I was no, actually it was planning the same time, on right. No, you did Christmas Eve, I think, and I was planning on Christmas Eve as well. But then uh, I knew you were gonna do Christmas Eve because 
well, Jess, she provided the ring for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't do Christmas Eve. I don't want to like take away what he had. And then I was like, I'll do the next day on Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, cool. Yeah, and cool, so day to day, what do you do now in, in, in Vietnam then? So uh, I've actually just gotten back from a, a long trip, just over a month. Um, obviously Chinese New Year, Tet. Uh, that's done out the way, got married. I'm working behind the scenes on on a project. So obviously, as you know, I own a consulting company in the education space, specifically trading education. So my right-hand man basically has the, the front lines right now. He's handling everything, taking care of uh, all of our mentees and uh, students, making sure that that is all going good and well. And um, I'm, I'm refining and um, we, we're building. We, we're building something very impactful, something really solid for people that are really committed and that are that are just ready to change the game for themselves, you know? So that's what I'm doing. And obviously trading away, keeping keeping an eye on the market, looking for for new um, new projects. Cool, cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those mentees, so I now know what's going on there and I'm super excited because I've been in since almost a year ago and just already to see that that growth going or when we first met I know you had this idea to build this platform and then it took a year to to get there and then we finally where we are right now and there's definitely more to come that's super exciting yeah yeah man it's amazing you've been part of the journey pretty much from from the beginning you know mm. almost yeah. Almost. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. Eh? Well, almost. I'm mm. still very young into yeah. it. I'm, I'm sure. Now, one of the bigger questions for you is, what are you for you your goals and aspirations in life? And this is on any level for you. I think, I think goals. I think they change. Obviously, you know, as you. As you change careers, your goals change. As you reach new physical conditions or whatever it may be, uh, your goals change. You know, your goals change based on on where you live. Your goals change based on your partner. You know, uh, based on your perhaps not based on your partner's goals, but sometimes you've got goals as a couple as well. You know, so I think it's very it's it's like throwing a big net out there. You know. So it's it's really hard to um, to get into all of it. I don't think we've got time to get into all of it. I think if we look at, at um, let's break it down and let's say, for example, uh, spirituality. I don't really want to set a goal on it, but but more to bring it into the light of creating habits. You know, so to do simple things such as meditation to connect with your higher self. Now people get get a bit hectic with that sometimes, each to their own. Your higher self, you can call it the universe, God, whatever it may be, you know. But also spirituality in a sense of just being connected to your center and to your core. So when things happen, that you just remain true to your values, right? I don't know if that if, if that's a goal thing, as I mentioned. You know, it's more of a just a way of being, a way of living, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a short to, to medium term, like get this done kind of thing. You know, but other goals that I've got are, 
I want to get to a certain number that I've got in my bank account. So bank balance straight up. I'm a trader. I trade, want to make money. The purpose of trading is obviously to generate income and a whole bunch of additional things, which we won't get into now. But yeah, um, not not too complex. You know, I've really just like like narrowed into to a couple of things and that's sort of my focus point. You know, like I've got a few things that I want to tick off every single day. And as that evolves and becomes more and better, then I start adding more on. And as I start doing more of that, then, then I add more on, take certain things away or whatever it may be. There's other things like, you know, um, wanting to travel and see certain places or, I don't know, some people will be like, I want to see 10, 10, um, 10 countries in the next five years. Those are goals for certain people, as an example. You know, um, that's why I said there's so many. I'm, I'm just really trying to be a, a lot more simple than what I used to be before. You know, like a simple, I wear the same shit every day. Not the same, exact same shirt, but <laughs> I wear black for the most part. So when you open my cupboard, I've got, I've got black shirts and I've got white shirts and I've got blue shirts, t-shirts. That's it. Yeah, I'm a little bit Take opposite them, in that. I, have, <laughs> I started idea of getting a lot of Hawaiian shirts. and I have I noticed. Think- and the reason behind that is actually, and I, I met a guy who used to work in Wall Street, and then I met him here in Saigon and who started his own consulting business. And um, he was, he said, like, I was always in suits on Wall Street, but I wanted to become my own boss so I can wear whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm. Right. So yeah. I had, and I took it up from him as well. I'd like, I love travel. I love the beach. I love being flamboyant and and, mm-hmm. and bright. So I made one of my goals that one day, every day of the year, I can wear whatever I want. Cool. And I think for you, that's already the case because you definitely do everything from home and, and for yourself and things like that, right? Yeah, in, indeed. So um, it's interesting that, that you said like that. So that is one of your, your, your goals. And that sort of reminded me that I've achieved a lot of things that I wanted to, you know, over the past couple of years. And one of those things a long time ago was that I won't work for anyone else. It won't happen. It I just the won't happen. Goal, yeah. Not happening. I don't care. Like make me an offer. It's probably not going to happen. Mm. You know, like that's just, I'm not going there. I will, I will now you can, I don't know, take this, put it somewhere boldly. I will rather be, flat as broke than work for someone and I will find another way. Yeah. That's how hard I was on not working a eight to five or nine to five, mm. not a chance. And I haven't done it since I turned 20. I worked for someone for just over a year. I'm not going to go down that road because you know a bit about that, but the conversation will, um, will, will get too long. But yeah, one of the goals was to wake up whatever time I want to wake up. So that can be a bit hectic if you're not really disciplined. So you've got to set routine for yourself and make sure you do that. But still, if I want to sleep in, I can do that if I really want to do that. You know, eat when I want. I talk to whoever I want, whenever I want, go to the gym, whatever time I want. I just do whatever I want. And that, like, that for me was something that I set and I just keep doing that. So that is a repetitive goal, if that makes sense. Like I said, it's a way of living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Mm. Cool. You should be you should be here though with that um, Hawaiian shirt of yours. 
Oh, you should be here because the the weather is even better over this side. <laughs> we should swap around. <laughs> no, well, we're going to uh, to Fukuoka soon, so you guys should be ah, there too. Amazing to the beaches. Oh man! So you have your goals, and what I want to know from you, and and I'm gonna find this very interesting because I know you a little bit, and I've seen you evolve in your life in the last two years at least, because you've been through a lot in the last two years, mentally, yeah, physically. What do you think is your full potential? And have you always thought that was going to be your full potential? Or do you know there's so much more that you can do or want to do within yourself? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a book title. Maybe you can um, read it yourself. Maybe some listeners will, will, uh, will read it. A book called Limitless. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> By Jim Quick. Really cool guy. Really, really cool guy. And that talks about achieving your full potential. I haven't finished the book, but I found it pretty, pretty cool. So outside of that, I don't think we ever reach our full potential. I don't think we can because whenever you arrive at a certain point, you realize like, shit, there's more, you know? And it's just an abundance. It's not a greed thing. I'm not talking about like reaching your full potential in terms of refining so many things or making this amount of money. That's not what I'm talking about, you know? So I don't think we ever we ever reach our full potential what i do believe though is that we continue to raise our standards and if we continue to raise our standards it just means that we are living in accordance to that if that makes sense that's my belief might be wrong i don't know but i also think that that reaching full potential is also a a way of living because how do you define that i think full potential needs to be defined you know and it just it goes back to removing limiting belief systems and if you can get rid of stories of yourself your past you can let go of things such as judgment anger hate and all of those negative things expectation you know and detach from that which other people expect of you and perhaps that the ideas that you have formed in your mind around what you expect of yourself because of how it may fulfill other people i think that's when life changes for you but it doesn't stop there it just it keeps going it keeps going so yeah, yeah like i said i just i think in in, in short we never truly reach our full potential. And I think that's the purpose of it. I don't know. I think a lot of, I think the, 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 the full potential thing may have been distorted in today's day and age, you know, like all these people coming out and shouting and being highly motivated. Life, it doesn't work like that. You know, you don't get up and you just pumped every single day. Like maybe some people do, but, you know, like how real is that thing? And how does that align with you and your personality and what matters to you, you know? Yeah, nothing is from zero to a hundred in the end. It's all step by step. Absolutely. It's like having a like lighting a match and thinking you can put a, a tree on top of it and it's gonna take fire and just go. Like, no, it's all about like getting the fire to burn bigger gradually, you know. And consistency. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Consistency is one thing that I still struggle with it, man. Like there's a lot of things that and th- and the interesting thing is we can we can never really blame circumstance circumstance we can never we can never like 
point fingers to other people. We can never play the victim game. And wherever we do play the victim game, then we need to be able to identify that. Mm-hmm. And say, like, okay, you know what? Like, this is what I'm actually doing right now. You know, and this is like I'm trying to find reason to be upset at other people for whatever reason it may be, you know, whatever the reason may be. When you've got all this noise banging in your head, it's holding you back. You've got all the shit that you're thinking about, but someone that did something to you. I'm not saying avoid it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm definitely one that does not preach avoidance. Like I'm the total opposite for me. Like I face most of my fears. It's probably more, but I believe that running straight at them, looking at dead in the eye and just dealing with it. And most people don't want to, because they say like, ah, oh, but now it's not a good time. Now it's not the right time to do this. Ah, oh, but uh, like, I've got to focus on like my family right now. I've got to focus on work. What, what, people don't get and understand is that that avoidance will make everything worse. So if you've got shit to deal with, really deal with it. And you shouldn't judge yourself if you are dealing with things that are unpleasant or that's maybe happened to you or that you did in the past or whatever it may be. You know, it's always a past that that comes back. So a lot of people say, yeah, the past dictates the future, right? But it doesn't because that's just a belief, mm. right? If you, if you heal the past and you move and you, you get it done and you can put it behind you, you can recreate and reshape who you are and change your future self. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. That, that I, I think if you continue to do that, you'll get closer and closer and closer to your full potential. Interesting. So you mentioned already that, for example, consistency is one of your weak weak points Mm -hmm. in achieving your full potential or even in achieving your goals. Are there any other obstacles in your life that causes maybe to slow down to reach what you're going for? Noise. It's, 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 it's just it's noise in the sense of things that I see. And I think we all have this. I don't, I don't know if anyone, at least not from like mentors that I've had and people that I've spoken to, they never fully or entirely get rid of certain voices, you know? So right now, as an example, uh, what we're doing and working on, it might not work. And I look at it and I'm like, ah, there's the doubt that's creeping in, you know? So just identify and say like, okay, here's some, some noise, you know, some, some, something is coming from somewhere that is trying to distort things for me and, and take me off of the path that I'm walking on. So mm-hmm. it's just like grabbing it in that moment and just putting it aside, you know, it's catching the fear and saying, well, I see that, but I'm not letting that contaminate me. You so know? how do you end that? Like I heard this before with uh, the previous speaker, Anand Patel, he said as well, and he said he has a, another voice in himself that identifies that, hey, hold on, don't listen to that. The way he said it is, oh, it's easy to identify, but how can you identify the true the truth in the noise? That's what I'm, because I, I, I totally agree with noise. There's a lot of noise, there's always a different opinion there's always somebody that is not supporting but how 
do you keep yourself straight on the path? That's a very good question. And for me, it's been a long journey. So I basically started doing um, certain work and practices with certain mentors around 12 years ago. Um, so it's not one thing. It's a journey. You're starting at one point and you start to peel off certain layers, you know. Things that play a role, though, in decision-making and your ability to cope and to maintain your cool and to, to have clarity is sleep. Go to sleep, rest well, all right? And people think, yeah, but it can't be and this and that. Try and sleep well, right? Try it, try it. Be consistent for, for a month and then try and sleep like shit for a month and compare your performance. Compare your ability to perceive things, compare your communication with people, just compare your overall mood. All right. It's not that it's just that simple, but I'm just saying that is one thing is, is adequate rest. All right. And then you can do other practices such as meditation, you can do journaling. Those kind of things are just practices that help to keep you more grounded. All right. I think for the most part, when you are dealing with things such as fear and we're interesting as people because it, it, it comes from, from from all different places all different things that we do i think actually the book that i told you about limitless i think jim quick wrote about um a part of of um the the, the brain um which points out um why why certain people get stuck on fear i think it was that book i can't recall exactly but let's say, for example, if you are working on something, something big, and you're scared that it's not going to work out, you know, I think if you strengthen your character and you let go again of things in the past and certain limiting beliefs, then you can power through that. And you remind yourself that you are just worthy of everything that you want and that you can attract everything that you want to you and you've got to ask where is that coming from you know really sit with it and really try to identify you know but like what is the worst that could happen and instead of dwelling on what is the worst that could happen think about what is the best that could happen what is the best case and instead of worrying about all the shit that's happened in the past i say all the shit that's happened in the past but all the things or whatever I don't want to be or offend anyone. You know, it's just my way of talking, right? If you let go of those things from, 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 from the past and you look at where you are now and you see this vision of yourself in the future, you can then ask yourself, but is the future me going to be worried about all of this noise and all this shit that's going on right now? So you see yourself in that future position having already achieved the things that you want or that you're creating or moving towards. And then you ask yourself, but are you going to be thinking about this right now when it's already done? So you, you're pulling yourself ahead. Yeah. Put yourself into the future when you know that whatever happened in the past is actually indeed the noise um, that is just trying to stop you. But when you achieve it, that noise is irrelevant. To your the goals. past dictates the future if you allow it to, or mm. you can reshape it. Because at the end of the day, like, how do we perceive, and why do we perceive in that way? Mm. Those are the two questions. 
it's becoming a very philosophical uh philosophical um, well never mind I can't yeah. say it. philosophical <laughs> Philo- yeah. philosophical <laughs> cool yeah. but it's interesting like i said like i always go back to just the way of living you know and i think like for me i enjoy being quite reserved i'm not a very loud and outspoken person and it takes too much energy for me you know like i i like doing this call with you is fantastic and 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 and, and connecting with you but for the most part, I'm quite introverted and quiet. I like to observe things, talk when I really have to talk, um, and obviously socialize and all of that. But um, I like to dig, dig into into myself and into the psyche. And the more you understand about yourself, the more you can relate to other people. It's true, because it's not that you have been through exact situa- the exact same situation, but you may have experienced certain patterns and feelings that your friends or family may experience. And if you've gone through that and you found a way to work through it, you can help them do the same. Mm. So it's not event, the event that may be the same, it's, it's the patterns or the loops that may be the same. Yeah. So and for me, it's cool. Mm. getting into that what yeah. helped you f- getting to know yourself because it's not easy to to identify certain things within yourself or know who you are if you're lost in a sea of noise lost in fear and things like that how do you know who you are and how do you know that you're not just following what is expected from you because you're a self-taught man, right? I don't think you've been to school uh, to learn all of this. Um, I would say this is all experience you've been through. But why also did you decide to, to go on, on your own path and do it yourself? So actually two questions, yeah. So... Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I went to. I just went to normal school for twelve years. Wasted twelve years. I could should have. If I could go back in time, I'd probably leave at like the age of fifteen or something. I don't know. Ever since I could remember being a kid, I I was curious about how how the world works, and I I just I just had this feeling that something. We all want to feel different. We all want to be different. Let's let's face the truth, right? We all want to, and it's true. We are, we are, we are unique. But and we all have this feeling of like I'm special, and it's true. We are, you know. So I had that, and not to be cliche and say like it was like a calling because I don't think it was that entirely. I still don't actually know. But I think um, through my years of hustling as a kid and like getting older, I watched The Secret. That's cliche, right? You ever watch The Secret? I haven't. Watch The Secret, right? But at that point in time, I didn't know much. I was 19 years old, actually almost 19. And I just, I, which at that time was good. I didn't like know all the stuff. So knowing less at that point in time meant having less noise, right? And it probably meant having a lower EQ and IQ and all of that as well. But it was just interesting, and I started to apply these things taught by Bob Proctor and uh, Dr. John D. Martini. 
I just didn't know what I was doing and things were just working. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like 90 years old and I'm earning more than my mom was earning being a regional bank manager, you know? So working in the bank for 32 years or something like that. It's weird. Like, and I didn't go to college. There wasn't the option to go to college or university. And whenever I had to get into academics, I was bored as fuck. I was like, this is stupid. You know, it's like, this is literally meaning nothing for me right now, you know? So, um, but what really triggered it was when my mom passed away. So when, when she passed away, I was like, like, what, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, I just, it really hit me hard at that time, you know? Because one of my dreams and goals and aspirations at that time was to give and to provide for both of my parents. The one passed away. I was like, okay, so I got my pops left. This is cool. Like, I can work with this, you know? Um, keep my core, things will be all right. But it, it wasn't that easy. So so I just, I, I, I turned to um, to a friend one day and I just said to him, like, bro, I'm really struggling, man. You know, at that point in time, uh, I was 20, I think I was 21 or 22, 21, yeah, 21, running a business already, which was pretty successful already at that point in time, which I'm very grateful for because I had no skills in what I was doing. It was just like wing it and go. And uh, he just said, man, like, you know what? I can see you struggling. And I was like, I need help. Like someone's got to, got to help me with this shit. You know, like, this is just like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Shouldn't be like, I don't know what's going on. So, so I found a mentor and, and she's just really helped me, man. In so many ways, she's helped me help myself. Mm. I can, I, I will give all the credit to her. She will never take any of it because the feedback is always, you did all the work. And that is something that I think a lot of people overlook in this modern age of mentorship. Is the mentors want to take all the credit, but they cannot. They just, they've done the work and they are just helping people to help themselves. They can point out certain things, but all the work is done by yourself. They help people get to their own answers by asking the right questions. Mm. And you know me, I'm famous within our group of people to always say that learn to ask the right questions. Talk less, ask more. You will learn a lot more by improving the quality of your questions. That's a good one. Yeah. It's definitely something I struggle with. <laughs> people, people are too quick to talk. Mm. People, people cannot, because everyone wants to be heard. Everyone feels like they're not being heard. So that's another thing to become content with. Like you don't always have to be heard. And that was a big one for me, wanting to be heard. And it just kind of goes back to my up, uh, upbringing. I was adopted at, uh, at birth, knew my whole entire life. But unfortunately, I discovered what I opened Pandora's box, basically. And that was a really hard one to go through on very, very deep levels. Levels of it <laughs> that you cannot get to on your own. Mm. You, you require that you've got to work with the right people in the right setting 
and create context with what you're working with in the now, and then you've got to recreate that context. So it, it's quite complicated. But yeah, that was a big one for, for me. And that is why I, or part of why I love being in motorsport. It was such a big ego thing. It was like, ah, oh, cool, man. Like I'm being seen, like I'm hitting it. I'm getting first place. I'm pushing, 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 pushing. It's a big ego thing to be seen, to be heard, you know? Yeah. But being seen, being heard, what value does it add to people? How does it help them? It doesn't. Yeah. Well, what I want to ask you is, and I only actually recently recently in and mainly since the journey in vietnam and and while i was traveling and working for myself i learned to understand that having a mentor is actually very helpful and important and i never or i never identified having a mentor maybe but i i feel like i was always a kid on the loose running around doing whatever But from the moment I found someone, and you're one of them actually, that helps you and, and point things out, things are a lot clearer, of course, because that person has more experience. What I want to ask you is, for people that don't have a mentor or don't have an idea of what, what they're doing or how to find focus, how can they find a mentor in what they do or in, in life? Yeah, very good question. Very, very, very good question. How did you find a mentor? Well, I stumbled upon you. <laughs> okay, so that's one answer because sometimes that just happens, right? But there's a saying that the teacher teaches when the student pitches. Mm. Right? Okay. So it just means that you've got to be ready for it. That's one side, right? Actually, this carries on into the, the next part. So it's not just that it's one, one side of it. Just read. Read isn't, has become cliche. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with the world right now because so many people are like, ah, oh, but that's, but that's like, you know what? You, you want to learn something? You don't have money to pay someone directly. You don't have a couple of grand to invest into someone that can help you achieve the things that you want to achieve. Buy books and read them. Go on Amazon and go and buy a book. Identify what it is that you that you want to achieve and go down the rabbit hole. Just go do it. Because what's better, sitting and watching TV or, I don't know, talking shit to friends or whatever, like, that's what most people do. I don't do that. My circle of friends don't, don't, don't do that. Um, just read really mm. it's not it's not that difficult there's, there's fantastic books out there I think good good books to go and and uh, read would be on the obviously the topic of self-improvement but as I mentioned Limitless is a really good one you can read books on habits so a book by uh, James Clear called Atomic Habits yeah, also a very very one. good one yeah um, another book on self-improvement. This is actually one of the guys that um, uh, I, I admire him. His name is Dave Asprey. He wrote, uh, he's written multiple books, but there's um, a very, very good one called Game Changers. All right. And another one called Superhuman. Mm. Really good books because he talks about, he covers most topics um, 
that we experience living our daily lives. Some of it might be a little bit high level, but you've got to start somewhere, you know? And it's cheap. Like, I think they're like $15 or $20, somewhere right? like that. So make that investment. Take a hundred bucks and go and buy four or five books and just read them, you know? That is that is what I would um, would honestly suggest. I mean, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. A friend of mine gave it to me when I was when I was nineteen. So I got it a bit late, unfortunately, but that's okay. Because I read that book and I was like, ah, this is opening my eyes. And I looked around and I was like, the fuck's wrong with the world? Mm. <laughs> you know, I had the I same when I read with... it for the first time. Yeah, I look around and I'm like. What is going on? Why is that like everywhere I go, there's only like like five or six percent of of the the community or that city or town that is really wealthy or that is doing well and they talk different and they think different, they respond different. Changed my whole view on everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was I had that as a kid uh in high school and you read it when you were in high school? No. But I'm right. thinking back on different, I read it, when did I read it? Maybe like not too long ago, like three years ago by now. So I was 23. Right. Yeah. But thinking about it now, I had similar thoughts uh, when I was in high school in the sense that like everybody of my friends in my, in my class, for example, was thinking, oh, I need to do this and I need to do uh, A, B, C, D. So by 65, I, I can go be uh, go on my pension and da, da, da. you know, the, the, mm. the rat race. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, why am I the only one not thinking like that? Why do I don't want to go study, go work and fall into a daily routine that is not decided by myself? I wanted to travel the world and experience. I always said experiencing is the most valuable teacher. Um, mm. So that's why I put myself in into situations that you have to learn or that you will learn something. Because like, if you keep doing the same thing, you're not going to learn something different. So I just yeah. put myself in a different country and see what happened. Right. So that's why experience is one of my biggest teachers. For example, I want to ask you, as you mentioned, as we talked about a bit earlier, the noise is there, uh, people's opinions are there. How do you compare yourself with others? Do you compare yourself with others and in what way? Yes, the comparison with, with others, uh, also noise, which is still there. Um, the way that I remind myself to stay in my own lane is to just look at what it is that I'm working towards. And to also remember that that we all have our own unique journeys. We've all grown up in different ways. We all had our different experiences. We all make different choices. I'm just I'm, I'm doing me. I'm doing the best that I can do, you know. And I constantly also remind myself that just because it looks as if other people are doing great, doesn't necessarily mean that they are doing that great. Because of what I've gone through and what I've seen other people go through and you look at it and you're like you know what we never really know what is going on like in in people's lives so why should we compare and we're living in a day and age where everyone just wants to show the best and no one wants to talk about the worst 
mm. you know? So for the most part, when I look at people, I wonder how they get to certain levels of consistency and how they manage to filter through certain things. But then when I talk to them, they're like, oh, no, they don't. So that's a reminder. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. So it's, it's hard. It doesn't mean if it looks easy that it is that easy, you know. Yeah, that's pretty much one of the biggest ones. And I think that the only one, sometimes I look at, at, um, at, at people at gym and I'll be like, fuck, this guy's strong, man. And I'll be like, uh, do I actually want to be that strong? And I'm like, probably. It's like, am I going to get that strong? What does it take to get there? Exactly. And then it's like, well, well do I want to do that? Because if I do that, I'm probably going to get there. I'm probably going to do better. Mm. So do you want to like, put well, in the wanna... work to achieve? Is or do you value that goal as much uh, to do the work for it? Right, a hundred percent. So whenever you're looking at other people and you want to compare, you've got to ask the question: like, is that what you want to do? Are you willing to do the same to get mm. the same or to get better? And then you've got to bring it back to like, well, what is it that? Like, what are you working towards? And like, what do you want out of your life? You know, yeah. what is your what career you're in or you're asking all these questions and for the most part you'll be reminded like nah you don't actually want to do that it'll be cool to have that but then you're gonna to have to do that you yeah know? so that's always the thing when it comes to comparison like everybody wants 10 million bucks in the bank want to be strong and 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 fit but nobody realizes how much work it actually takes and then and, and they talk 100%. shit about people who give up a lot of things to focus on those of goals and then they also judge those people because they neglect other things that they don't find important, but others mm. do. And then, yeah, that's the noise, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I hope that's so clear. right yeah. now in your life, I know a lot what you have been doing is actually a journey. And you've been through a lot of phases and you've been through a lot of stages. And, and right now, I know you're, you're building towards the next point in your life. Are you happy where you are right now or the way you do things? Or is it really for you that you want that next thing? Or are you happy with the journey, the story that you're writing? That's a very good question. I actually, those, the way that you, that you asked the question, am I happy with the, the story that I'm writing? That's what you said, right? No. I still have to get to a point to be able to say yes, just because of my experience through the pandemic. Mm. I could have done better through that. I could have made different choices. Uh, I didn't, you know, so, um, so definitely there's some of uh, that that's still like hanging a little bit. Um, so that's to answer part one. Which is actually interesting because it's just reflecting on the pandemic. Yeah. What was the, the first part of the question? Or the first question? Yeah, it was one question. Just like, are you happy where you are right now? I'm happy where I, so where I am right now, yes, I've kind of divided that into, into two. Not entirely, no. And are you doing and, anything about it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the interesting thing is like, what, what is, what is happiness? Is it like, do we feel happy all the time or do we feel content? 
see there's a difference between the two. Do, do you want to feel happy all the time? Or do you want to feel content all the time? And also all the time is quite, quite intense because we're humans. Like, how can we? We've got emotions, right? We meant to feel. And it's like sometimes we get pissed off. Sometimes we get upset over certain things. You know, if you, if you want to be content all the time, go be a monk. Go live in the mountains and be absolutely triggered by nothing. You know, like they, that's why monks are like, they just, they do that and we get to learn from them, but we live in a different world. You know, I'm happy, but I do also have times where I'm not so happy. Uh, certain results I'm not that happy about, so I make changes in order to improve or change the results. You know, so it's a constant thing of push and pull, push and pull. And I like that. I like that. If we don't have that, it's like a heartbeat, right? You go to the gym, you do high intensity uh, training, you're going to hit 180, 190 beats per minute. You go, you just lift some weights, you're going to hit 140, 150. You sleep 60, as an example. So it's just up and down, up and down, push, pull, push, pull. Yeah from writing and and journaling you can go like you're able to identify patterns with certain things and you're able to rate your your mood if you track that uh depending on on what um, journaling methods you use or you've created for yourself if you do any of that or anyone um watching or listening um but that on its own is also a a task and it takes dedication to do that what did yeah that's a good thing to talk about um i don't do it myself honestly but journaling and and writing down whatever you think or go through how long have you been doing that and how the how has it changed things for you nine years i've been journaling for nine years it's interesting to see how i used to journal compared to how i do now now is very different now is like hyper analytical like sometimes i read it and i'm like like i've really broken down my thought process i've i've gotten into the emotions i've gotten into where at that point in time i think it was coming from what triggered it how i can improve on that so it's it's a very advanced way of uh, of journaling i don't know how a lot of um other people uh, do their journaling um, it's a very unique thing. The more you do it, the better you become at it, the better you are able to, to analyze your thoughts and, you know, expand your awareness about yourself. If you expand your self-awareness, as I mentioned earlier, you're able to look at other people from a different uh, point of view as well, become more compassionate, understand people better. But yeah, I think with, uh, if, if you combine meditation with journaling, uh, that's quite powerful. Sometimes I get into a, like a semi-meditative state just when I sit and write because it's just like a flow, you know? Same like when you stand in the shower and someone's just like start zoning, you know? Yeah. So I would say like if you want to get into that. Uh, so what you can do is you can download this app called Medito. So if you not haven't meditated before or whatever it may be, or you require like guided, uh, you can download Medito. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, do five minutes or 10 minutes a day, really easy to do, really easy, really like five to 10 minutes a day, new habit, you form, you do that, 
and then after that you go and you do your journaling that helps that combination together because your brain waves go slower goes lower so you go from alert buzzing all over the place to more like semi-sleepy more open creative yeah cool what i one of the things i admired a lot about you is um time management because that's definitely one thing i'm very bad at very bad and it comes down to prioritizing as well i'm sure and planning but how do you go about uh time management or what are any tip like can you give any tips uh, about doing that how to get started even yeah time management is a is a tricky one especially actually for everyone but especially if you're an entrepreneur and you you just you have you have your i don't want to say time freedom because most entrepreneurs don't have time freedom most entrepreneurs are small business owners so they not actually entrepreneurs they are small business owners right time management comes down to to forming habits simple way to do that is use an application and this this is what 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 i've done what works for me what i would suggest you can do and what other people can do download an application you can use something like uh, todoist you can use trello or whatever it may be right write down a schedule for yourself and do it when you're in a state of of high alertness and focus don't do it at night because you're going to be tired and lazy do it at like 10 o'clock in the morning or or two in the afternoon or something you know when you just when you, when you just have clarity all right because what that does is you're using your logical thinking and then the next day when you may be feeling different you look at that and you like but that was me yesterday writing something for me today for me not for someone else it wasn't written by someone else all right and this is what i defined is going to be the best for me to do so whether or not i feel like shit or whether i feel fantastic i'm just i'm doing what i've defined for myself what i've got to do right and you just do that you set an alarm on your phone for those times and you put it down your alarm goes off okay cool now you go and you do your next thing all right go and you do your next thing now time management is a very wide topic because what is like define that does it mean like you're sitting and you're browsing looking at shit so you're procrastinating so if you're procrastinating does it just mean it, it just means that you haven't identified your priorities so the highest on your list of priorities right now is seeking pleasure avoiding pain so if you're browsing youtube you just you you you're delaying doing certain things it's a form of procrastination right so one trick that i use and it, it's not easy none of this shit is easy it's not meant to be easy otherwise everyone would do it everyone would be great everyone will have amazing results right everyone will be peak performers if i'm sitting down and and this happens every single day i get it throughout the day like sometimes when i'm trying to get into a flow state then then i like i'll 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 find things to go and do when i'm sitting down but uh i can pour some water or maybe i can put on some music or uh i want to check an email i can't do any of that shit like i pour my bottle of water put my bottle of water down my phone goes away from me it's on focus mode i've got no 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 alerts my my laptop goes on focus mode as well so i don't get any application alerts i don't get any emails none of that so it's just like 
if I feel that I want to go and do something else, I'll go the other way. Because the other way, instead of going to pleasure, going to pain, and the pain is doing the hard thing that I've got to do. And for the most part, the things that we do throughout our days, we're working and working is not always pleasure. Sometimes it's fucking boring. Sometimes you just sit there, like trading, right? You remember when you started trading, you were excited? Now, I'm sure you've started to realize and to notice, like, this is cool, but this is actually quite boring. I'm just sitting and I'm looking at charts and it's like, I'm putting all these things together and okay, cool, I'm doing this thing because I'm refining my skill and I'm being paid for it. So I hope that like elaborates a little bit, you know, to sort of like narrow in on how to structure a day according to what you do and and also just procrastination because for the most part, time management and procrastination goes hand in hand. Yeah, so instead I, of, I totally get the procrastination part. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Instead of instead of going and eating the the, the the ice cream in the fridge or the banana or whatever it may be, or or checking if the dogs have water if you're working from home, or or, or opening a tab to go check something like, just go the other way, mm. because probably going the other way is going to get you back on track. And once you're in that flow state, then it just happens. Then you're just there, and you just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. You know. So you create your you basically create the best circumstances you can to do the right things for you and like eliminate Correct. distractions. Yeah. And also I think what is very important is identify what is important to you. Like, yeah. is it either short-term pleasure or short-term pain that eventually turns into long-term results? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Spot on. Cool. Yeah, I, I totally get what you've, you've, you've got to Sorry. be focused. Yeah, you, you have to be focused. Hmm. Yeah, I totally get the procrastination. Like one of the things was this podcast, for example. We recorded the first episode over two years ago. And even that one, I did edit, but never published because I was like, this is going to be the only episode because I haven't even recorded anything else or I have no idea what I want to do. Then it took me two mm. years to even move forward with that. And one of the reasons was I wanted to be perfect. And I learned that, or the reason I finally pulled the trigger is I'm not going to let perfect and undone be the bad of good, but done, right? I've talked to this uh, about with Millie as well, our first speaker, and it's, and I always said this, it's better to have three good than one perfect and then just keep doing it. And then it goes back to consistency. Um, and I realize that's very important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the consistency is a big thing, man. <laughs> You've got to train yourself to become, become con consistent. You know, and um, I think the more things you, 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 you get in line and the more you practice on doing these things religiously and, and forming habits, the more consistent you'll become. I'm going to get to the topic of like chasing perfection in, in, in just a minute. But the interesting thing is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you create consistency in one part, you want that spread into other areas of your, your life, you know, and, and, and it's, it's important to observe that because sometimes it's not that easy, but how you can identify when you're not consistent is 
for example, if you look at your bedroom as an example, right, or your, your kitchen or your house, if it's a mess, look at your desktop and your laptop or your computer. It's probably going to be a mess. Go look at your inbox. It's probably going to be a mess. Let's look at your eating habits. It's probably going to be a mess. So you're going to see that pattern repeat in other areas of your life, right? Your energy may be low, but the flip to that is if your house is clean and you, probably your computer is going to be organized, email may be organized, other things will be organized. Not exactly that, but you get what I'm saying. So you're going to pick up the common pattern present in, in, in other places, other areas. Then it's important to notice when you start moving away from, from the dip and then more towards the top. And then you want to see when you start tapering down so that you don't go down, so that you keep it up. And that's where you want to raise your standards and your way of living, right? It's easier said than done, but you've got to just do it. And no one's going to do it for you, right? The other thing is that you were saying about like chasing, chasing perfection is just a form of procrastination. And just like waiting, but then you've got these things like your your fear of judgment and what will people think. And at the end of the day, people are going to think whatever they're going to think. It's always going to happen. Since you were born, people have thought things about you, right? And at some point in time, we've got to just say like, you know what? I couldn't be bothered. I don't care anymore. This podcast is epic, right? People can think what they want of it, but they're learning from this. They, they're going to be able to take things away. So they will be back again, right? Yeah, not only that, not only others. I decided to do this as a journey for myself. And You've been burning to do this, man. I'm so glad it's on the go. It's so <laughs> epic. Yeah, I'm actually very excited so because epic. so far, and thank you to all the listeners, a lot of good feedback already is i know a few people who've been through amazing stories who had crazy experiences in their life who reached certain levels downs and like like they've been to the lowest low they've been to the highest highs and i know as i mentioned before experiences is one of the most important things for me especially putting yourself in these situations as well and they've been through it and they share it with us and they tell us what they did reacting to something happened to them as you know 80 percent uh 20 percent is what happens to you or even less 10 percent is what happens to you but 90 percent is how you react to it right yeah. one person can react to like a fallback a lot different than someone else and yeah, yeah i think that's very important to hear all these stories as well to to so people understand that listen it can be different mm. and this some people been through it so maybe you can as well so i, I really appreciate that you're here i want to uh ask you a few more things in the sense because we're trying to help people trying to help myself as well i wanted to ask you what are like tools for you or what people can do to help themselves in life you mentioned a few to do is that's one i use uh the meditation app um or anything else Books was one of them, Medito. of course. Yeah, Medito, that app is, is really, really good. Less social media. Use it carefully. So that's actually taking away what people 
perceived as a tool these days, right? You need to ind- identify. Yeah, you need to identify it's, what it's, kind of tool. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a killer. I would say so instead of uh, instead of adding, let's just talk about the the social media topic. What I've done is some time ago is I set a time limit on my phone. I don't have Facebook on my phone. It's on my laptop, right? So I've got to open, I've got to go, I've got to open my browser, and then I get onto Facebook. When I get onto Facebook, I've got a plugin installed that does not show me the feed. Now, some people may think like, but what's the point of Facebook then? Uh, for me, the point of Facebook is to use it to connect with people such as friends and family, I've got acquaintances on there, but I don't want to see what is going on in everyone's life. So if I want to check how's Milan doing, I've got to type in your name and I've got to go to your profile to see, okay, cool. So you went and traveled or whatever it may be. I get no notifications unless someone comments on my stuff or they send me a message, right? So that is my way of using Facebook. So I've refined the system. They don't give you that option. You've got to download an additional plugin for that to work. If I've got it on my phone, I don't have that luxury or that feature, right? So I force myself in a way to just get onto the platform and to go through all the effort to go and check things. Interesting thing is, my life's been better because I don't see people's shit. I don't care, you know? My close friends, I communicate with in different ways. So it doesn't actually matter. Instagram though, because we all enjoy Instagram, right? Some people more than others, and that's okay. I was hooked on well, at, at, at one stage, uh, but I just set a 30-minute um, per day timer, which is actually too long. I should bring it down to 15 minutes, but I use it to connect with people and to network as well, right? So there is that aspect to it, but I still set a cap on it because it can move away from Instagram to another channel if something comes of it or whatever it may be. So I hardly spend any time chit-chatting. I don't waste, use this as a hack or whatever it may be, but I don't have time for chit-chat. I think you know that by now. You know, like most of my friends know that. It's very hard to get in touch with you indeed. I just, like, and there's a reason for that, you know? There's, there's a very valid reason for that because I'm not just available for anyone right now. My wife, she texts me. If I see it or if I've got my phone with me or whatever it may be, I'm available for her, if it's urgent or whatever it may be, that's cool. And and my two business partners. And that's it. Mm. That is that is it. You know, everything else is like when I choose for it to be available. And and I don't know, maybe that doesn't work for some people. It's always worked for me. I'm willing to try new things, try different things. But I found that the more I'm able to to filter out all of that and and allocate certain times to doing certain things, then then that's great. Like in the next 30 minutes, uh, it will be 5 p.m. over here. So then I'll open my emails and I will check uh, if any emails have come through. I'll respond. I will go onto Telegram and I will write back to friends if any of them have contacted me or whatever it may be. If there's nothing, then then there's nothing. And that's basically it. That's done. You know, spend 30 minutes doing that and then just carry on working on what is of utmost importance and priority. So. The tools here is maybe not apps, but it's more to to identify where you want to put your attention and who's got access to you as well. Because we live in an always-on culture, right? It's like, well, I'll just send someone a message at like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, don't, 
think before you message someone at 10 o'clock at night because you are actually most likely invading their private time with their family or with their partner. But because we live in this always on kind of like culture or society, people don't think about that anymore. I remember as a kid, like if the phone rings at like 8.30 at night, it's like you're not calling someone's home at 8.30 at night, you know? But now it's like, oh, I'll just send a text quickly at like 11.30. That's okay. We're chit chatting. It's like, no, you're actually being rude. You could very likely be being very rude right now. It's like, it's not urgent. It's probably not even important. So just do it in the morning, you know? Something to think of. It's a different perspective. And if that, if that doesn't happen the next morning, it means it really didn't actually matter, you exactly, know? Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, actually a really good tip because I'm, I'm very bad at that. Before we uh, wrap up the, the episode, is there a favorite quote you go by or um, a favorite philosophy maybe, like in one, one catch? No, I don't think I've got a favorite one. Maybe I like the how you do one thing is how you do do everything. And um, and also the famous one, or so many famous ones, but uh, one that we probably all know is just um, um, man who chases two rabbits catches none. Those are very, very good. Yeah. that And then I think that even like summarizes everything we've been talking about uh, for the last hour focus. or so. Yeah. Yeah, focus indeed. Mm-hmm. I know you're you're not so much on social media, but um, can people follow you anywhere online, or how how would they be able to follow your journey? Yeah, probably Instagram would be would be um, the best uh, underscore Werner Kruger underscore. Yeah, I will definitely link that yeah, as well yeah, yeah. for the people who cool, want to cool, see cool, what cool. Vern is up to these days. Yeah. It's a very focused I'm man. There, you know. yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm I'm. I'm like I said, I spend a bit of time on there. Like I, if people comment or send me messages, I, I do my best to write back to them um, within like I don't know, a day or two, sometimes three. It just it depends on on, on what I'm working at, you know, working working on. Um, so yeah, 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 but I love to connect with people. It's always always cool for me to to meet new individuals, especially because of what could happen, such as our journey, you know. And here we are doing the podcast. We're friends. We've walked um, an interesting journey together with one another. So um, we should always be open to connecting with uh, with other people. You know, hundred percent, totally agree. Well, Werner, yeah. Vern, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, it was a joy talking to you again. Very helpful, very educational, actually, and inspirational. I hope I can come over anytime soon, or you come over, or we'll meet somewhere in Vietnam. It was a pleasure having you on. Yeah, please come and, and visit. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I haven't uh, done something like this in quite a while, actually. You know, so um, so it's great just talking and, and being able to share things, you know, when put put things out there. And, um, you know, if, if people can, can take something from it, which I'm sure many people would be able to, um, then that's great, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, whatever we learn, I believe we should pass on to other people because what is the point of, having a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience, but it goes nowhere. You know, it, it just, it, it becomes stuck in your own body and your own system. And I just believe it could become unhealthy as well, you know? So whatever we learn, we have to pass on to, to other people. And it's, it's not your knowledge. It's not my knowledge. It's just, we've received it from somewhere, you know, and um, it, it can continue to, um, to pour out and um, uh, spread to other people, you know? 
Totally so agree. thank you very much for the invitation. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, have a good one. And, uh, well, we'll talk to each other soon.